Hey everyone, welcome to the Double Click Podcast. This week we're talking about testimony. All right, we're talking about testimony this week. Justin, how are you doing? I am good, man. How are you? You feeling all right? Yeah. All right, I'm doing good. The sun's shining, the weather's getting warm. The weather is getting warm, and all the pollen in the world. Yeah. yeah. I think is starting to attack my face. Now we can play. Is it COVID or allergies? You know, <laughs> that's dark, man. I'm sorry. That's, that's just funny. It's dark. All right, <laughs> we are moving on. So we're talking about testimony this week, and when we say the word testimony, um, initial things that come to mind because apparently that's what we do each week. We mm-hmm. go with the shock value mental image of when we say a word, what happens. And for me, for the longest time, testimony was always uh, this image of someone who who had had some horrible life experiences before they became a believer, that can give this really traumatic, dramatic, whatever story before they met God, and then talks about how God rescued them. Mm -hmm. And so for me, for somebody who grew up in church, um, that never, I don't know if I've, uh, this isn't right, like like things have happened in my life that have been bad, like things have happened that have been scarring, but at the same time, I never felt like they were on the... uh, production level to where yeah. I had a good testimony. Yeah, testimony, I, I would tend to agree with you. In the church world, growing up in church, it was the thing that brought down the house, right? It was, if you were at a, a student conference or a revival service or whatever, when that person came up to give their testimony, that was that was the powerhouse. That was like, oh man, here we go. You're going you're gonna to see, I once was blind, but now I see this yeah, huge absolutely. thing that's going to happen. And oftentimes... That is the case, and I think even even in smaller instances, we can see God doing big things. But I do think there's a stigma around it, you know, for you and I at least that it's just, it has to be of a certain caliber in order yeah, for it to, yeah. to 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 mean anything. Right, and I think that's what really robs um, a lot of us from really utilizing this aspect of testimony. That when you look throughout Scripture. You know, me, me and Justin just kind of gushed on our confession that for, for a long time, me and, and him, there was this intimidation factor that your story is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Your story is not good enough to be used. And that's one of those things I had to identify really quickly um, once I became a, a pastor that, you know what, that's just a lie. Yeah. Like, that is, that is absolutely bogus. And so what it really inspired me to do was to look a little bit deeper into Scripture and testimony. When you do that, what you find is a phrase that is to bear witness, mm-hmm. that you will be my witnesses. Um, and you also find the, the scriptures that talk about like when the disciples are being told, hey, you need to stop talking about Jesus. They they use that kind of aspect and approach because they'll reply, especially in the book of Acts, when they're standing before the leadership and they're telling them, hey, don't talk about Jesus. They say, well, we can't stop speaking of what we have mm. seen and heard. Yeah. And what they're talking about is their testimony. They're bearing witness about what God has done in their lives. And when we look for a definition of testimony, I think that's a key one to hold on to, is you want to be able to tell people how you personally have experienced God moving in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think we get into trouble and we limit ourselves from testimony and from being able to share that when we categorize it as this dramatic story that only happens within a church service, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, I I don't know if it's disobedience, but when God moves in our lives, and He wants us to share that, and we choose not to share it, um, we we don't know what God's going to do with our story. So I can look and go, man, I didn't walk through this major thing or that major thing. 
my my story compared to this person's story seems so in, insignificant. But what you have to share may be exactly what someone needs. God is using that. It's not about what you can do and change in the in the lives and the hearts of people. It's God using what He's done in you to then take that, you be obedient yeah. and share it, and let Him work in and through that. Yeah, and I think one mental block I had to get over was not just the personal intimidation factor that my story wasn't good enough, but it was also the place where testimony was given. Mm. Like, I locked it into this place for a while that was, oh, that's an on-stage, scripted-out type thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To where... I had to like kind of re rethink in, within myself that in reality, we give testimony and proclaim and worship things all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I'm sitting sure. there with friends and, and you've heard this one all the time and you, you saw an amazing sports play mm-hmm. or uh, you saw something crazy or you heard this story, you will bear a witness and give account to this amazing thing that you observed or experienced mm-hmm. in your life, mm-hmm. even though it's just a minor side note type thing. And when I took that context of testimony off the stage... And then also started to realize, like, it's not this, um, it's very good to, like, write out your testimony to help you articulate it. I, I yes. encourage people all the time, yes, whether it's during their quiet times, whether it's when they're processing things, if you write it down, it helps your brain process mm-hmm. more. So mm-hmm. I highly encourage people to write down their testimony, to write it out. And even if you're, you're not practiced at giving it, to read it out when you're in a small group. Like, that's all a great practice. Yeah, and, and not... I don't know that we want to dive too deep into this, but, you know, some experiences that I've had with that, your life story or your testimony, um, is be able to, uh, like Matt said, write that out, know that from from beginning, middle, and end. Um, But it's also good to have uh, the long version, like the director's cut, and and the short version. So maybe you only have a couple minutes, you're in a grocery store or something, and something comes up and you need to kind of share a, a blip. If you've written it out or you've thought about it, then you know, hey, I've got a couple minutes, I can share this. Or maybe you're sharing in your small group or at your church yep. and you have a longer conversation with somebody and you have 15 minutes that you get to share with them. You can share that. And I think it's also good to, uh, for me, as you're writing that out and you're thinking about it, think of your life in chapters. Think of how God's moved in chapters and say, okay, in this part of my life, this stage of my life, I've seen God move here in this way. Uh, it, I think it just helps bring all the pieces together yeah, and, and seeing how he's moved in your life. And that's a great exercise to do just personally with you and God. When you start to really process through that relationally for you, it can really energize your relationship with God when you do that. So we do encourage that. I think one thing you said is like when you're talking about sharing a part of it, mm-hmm. um, I think the word you used was a blip, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like a highlight. For me, that's the place where testimony has become very, very daily relevant. Like whether I am talking to somebody who is a non-believer, um, and even if they're even if they're a little bit like hostile towards it, like when you begin to give testimony about it, there's not really an answer because mm-hmm. we like to think in our heads that we need to study apologetics so that we right. can have an answer for everything right. to help someone logically reason out their faith, yeah. right? But in reality, when I'm in I'm in places where people are just like, well, I don't understand this, I don't get this, and here's some facts and all these things. I'll go to testimony in a heartbeat and I'll be like, well, here's what I know. Mm. Three years ago, this happened. And in that moment, I knew God was with me and it's the only thing that got me through it. Yeah. I think that's so great. It, it makes sharing a testimony so doable because I think we can, like we talked about earlier, sometimes we can say, man, my testimony is not crazy enough to share. 
Then other times we we shy away from sharing it because it's too crazy, right? Like yeah. my life is there too crazy. Yeah. So you know, the, a question that I kind of have been thinking in my head over the last couple of minutes is, why is it? Why do you think it's difficult for people to share their testimony? Like, why do you think that believers shy away from that experience? Or do you think that, that most believers have a very easy time with it? I think there's two misses. All right, here's where I think most people fall on one side or the other. This is number one, just before I say this, the testimony is always about God. Amen. Right? Yeah. So the testimony is always about God. You are bearing witness about the impact he has had on your life. And so I think there are two misses. I think one we've already talked about to where you just don't feel good enough. And I think that ventures on that side where when you don't feel like your story is good enough, I think you don't process it. You're reluctant to write it down. You're reluctant to really think through it, which leaves you a little unprepared. And so you form a habit of really, if you're pushed to it and you absolutely have to have a conversation with God, you end up dropping one-liners and, fa- and facts mm. that are distantly related to you. Mm. Meaning like, hey, I heard a pastor say this once, which is fine. I mean, that's a fine comment. But when you're dancing around and it's not personal, and it might be that there's a revelation there that like as you're sitting here through this, like today, if you had an encounter with somebody and they said, hey, what has God done in your life? And you had to articulate that. And all of a sudden you're sitting there, you're in your car, you're listening on your headphones and you're going, I don't know. Well, maybe that's an awareness of, hey, maybe you need to start stretching and growing your relationship with God. And so I think there is a panic miss in any of those categories to where we just don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like we don't want to take that deep dive. I think the miss on the other side goes to the pride factor. Mm. Like this is one that, that I've got to be really careful with that I know is something I have to watch is I have a tendency to talk about myself too much. Mm. And so what I end up doing is I will take away and miss on the other side where I'll end up, Hey, let me tell you about this thing that happened. Oh, this is funny. Da da da. And all of a sudden, I'm not giving testimony about what God has done in my life. I'm giving testimony about how awesome or funny Matt is. Mm. And it's a huge miss. So when you start to think and process through why do people not do that, I think there's a number of barriers in the way. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to assess within yourself is what's going on with that. How do I make this about God? How do I trust the Spirit to lead me? But I still think one of the most freeing things and one of the times I've seen God use my testimony is when I can bear witness about walking through a time in my life that connects with somebody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. for example, like if somebody comes to me, and this happens this happens almost weekly, is I'm in a conversation with somebody, and it's counseling or discipleship, and when I can say, hey, I've been there, yeah, that's yeah. a game changer. Yeah, and I think for me, I echo that because in the past, the tendency to... to be quiet or not share a testimony has been, Hey, it's got to be polished. And and like right. you said, it's good to know our story. It's good to know our testimony. It's good to have spend that time with the Lord and know what our story is and what he's doing in our lives. But it needs to be that showstopper bringing down the house moment. And for me, the most en- engaging and impactful conversations that I've had that have pointed people to the Lord or that have built relationship in my life is when I take a simple conversation and go, I've walked through that too. Or I don't know all the answers you mentioned. Sometimes we have to feel like we have to know all the answers and all the bits and pieces to things that are brought to us. It's easy to go, you know what, man, I don't know why this happened or what, or what's happening here. 
but let me tell you about something that I walked through that I feel like is similar. And now you're building a relationship, yeah. but it's not about you, and it's really not even about that relationship. It's about pointing that person to the Lord so they can make that connection to Him. Yeah. And then now they've made a connection to Him, but they've also made a connection to you to go, hey, this person has walked through some of the same things I have. I know they could probably walk with me now. And so that's yep. the beauty and the freeing part of redefining in your own mind what a testimony is from this showstopper polished, I've got all these points and it's going to bring down the house to let me just be real with you and share what the Lord's doing and point to Him. Right, and I love what you said there because we've talked about that on the evangelistic side and on the discipleship side. Like It's really about putting that person before God. Mm. It's about helping that person examine their relationship right. with God. And if And if you can... Share part of your story that gets them a little closer. Mm -hmm. And that's really how I think about it a lot of times. Because I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And this this dances into the testimony realm. That when we have made the grand production of sharing our testimony to tell what God has done, we expect there to be massive breakthrough in that moment. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, 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 is for a lot of us, especially if you're talking about someone who there's a lot of barriers between them and God. Like what you're doing is, is I forget, there was a football team that talked about pound the rock. Mm. And it was the idea of we're going to keep doing what we're supposed to be doing because eventually one of these hits is going to crack and break the rock and there's going to be breakthrough. Mm. Like eventually it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up. And I think that's when it comes to testimony. Like I don't put the pressure on yourself that if this person doesn't show me an immediate reaction, it was a fail. That's right. You know, and so as we as we kind of get to the second part of this, one thing we kind of want to end this with, we don't have a lot of steps, we don't have like the practical day, but we want you to reflect on your testimony. Mm -hmm. And so we came up with a series of questions, and we're kind of going to throw these out there because what we want to do is we want to reopen your mind to what a testimony is and to what God has done in your life. So we're hoping that as we ask these questions, what will happen is you'll start to realize there are things that have happened and God has moved in your life that you've overlooked before. And we want to jog your, we, we, we want to give you an adrenaline shot mm -hmm. of, wow, God has really been with me. Mm -hmm. So that we can be empowered and ready to share that testimony. So here's the first question. A lot of times uh, when I realize and this is this this a lot of times this is in small ways it's when god moves in an unexpected way place or method and it can be small and i shared this one with justin but before the podcast because this one is just embarrassing to me it's not embarrassing to anyone else it's just embarrassing to me because of my ego issues and my music snobbery but i was listening to a a christian artist and i was listening to like the the deep cuts on the on the album like the three songs I like that aren't radio play. And I wasn't paying attention. And I got to the last song after those three, which is like number one of the number one WBFJ Christian radio songs you hear all the time. And I wasn't paying attention, but I just found myself incredibly moved by the lyrics of this mm. song. And then about halfway through, I realized it was, wait, this is what? <laughs> and all of a sudden, it was one of those moments where it was like, okay, God needed to get my attention and it was past my ego, and that's super small. It really mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going like, you know what? God used this, and he got my attention for the day. And later that day, I'm sitting there, and I'm having a great quiet time with him, prayerfully working through some things to help recenter me. And so it can be small ways. It can be huge ways. Mm -hmm. It can be God reaching out. So that's a question we have is when has God unexpectedly moved, reached out to you, redirected you, grabs your attention? All right, and the next one is this, and this one happens to me all the time. 
when I realize that there are, in a positive way, unfair blessings in my life, when I realize that I do not deserve the life that I'm currently living, mm-hmm. right? And it might be that I'm playing in the yard with my kids. It might be that God allowed me to wake up the next morning. Mm. You know, it might be the revelation that, like, I just have food on the table. That's right. You know, but there's all of a sudden, like, there will be these moments where I suddenly will sit back and realize, man, I don't deserve any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, this is the one that, that strikes me the most is often, and, and lately, you know, you're laying in bed, and I, I have trouble falling asleep, so usually I'm the last person in my house to sleep, and um, I would just sit there, and the Lord will just grab hold of me, and I'll just think about my wife that's there and my kids that are in their room and just go, man, this, what a blessing, what a gift. I mean, even to the point where it's like I'm sneaking into my kid's room you know, my six-year-old and just like giving him a kiss on the forehead and just thanking God and praying over him to go, thank you for my, for my family. And it, and it's just, it's an overwhelming sense of, you know, I don't deserve it. And it's just the beauty of, of God's provision and blessing in our lives. What is it about, side note, like what is it about as a, as, as a dad, like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, everybody else is asleep. <laughs> right. You've been grumpy all day but suddenly then you're like i love my family yeah, like, what, what is I'm that i'm glad i'm like, not the only one no, that experiences it, it, that it happens to me routinely yeah, and really. you know and you, and you like tap your wife on the shoulder hey wake up i just wanted to tell you i love you and how awesome you yeah, are exactly. she's like leave me yeah, alone exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what happens. anyway next question um is rescue when you look at your life what would your life be like if god had not rescued you if you were not a believer and for me like, this one's heavy because I think if you, and, and me and my wife were talking about this the other day because we were actually talking about how opposite we are. And we were talking about, like, well, God put us together, you know, to help us, to push us, to change us, to make us more like him, to work on our weaknesses. And I honestly told her, I was like, if I had not met you, I would be a jerk. <laughs> Like, like if God had not redeemed me and changed me, like I would be a very nasty person. Mm. Like I would. And, and, and that revelation of like, man, if it wasn't for the love of God and the things that he's orchestrated in my life and the people he's brought into my life, I, I'd be scared of who I was. I really would be. Yeah. For me, this one's a little, uh, it's a little more difficult because I feel like, um, I'm a, I'm a rule follower. I play by the book. You know, and, I, and and I've been that guy before. It's like, man, my testimony is not. I don't have these big one eighty moments in my life right. where where you know it seems like I've been rescued from something. But looking back, I think God, I would be relying on my own uh, kind of uh, successes and failures to determine my success and and whether I'm close to God or not. And so I think in this, God's rescued me from just the kind of um, while there may not be these big one eighty moments, um, he's he's rescued me from myself. In a lot of ways, wow. you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Next one, moving on. Uh, when the puzzle pieces come together. Mm-hmm. And Justin, you articulated this one, but it's like when you look back at the events of your life and then all of a sudden there's this click moment of like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. If this hadn't happened, then that wouldn't have happened and this wouldn't happen, and I wouldn't be here. And the only way that happened was God. Yeah. Um, and this is one I, I've... I've experienced, but I have actually heard like like in other people's testimonies that has amazed me. And and once again, this is another podcast when we talk about God's will. When people are felt called to go over here, mm-hmm. and the door slams shut, mm-hmm. which forces them to go over here, mm-hmm. that then causes them to go over here, and then five degrees later, 
they're exactly where God wants them. Exactly. And that's just one of those moments that gets astounding when how God shapes things together to move you where he wants you. The next one is this. When God has redeemed something dark from your past. Mm. And this is one I see over and over again that is one of those moments like, like this, this is the one where, where Matt will get slightly emotional and ugly cry on stage. Mm. And when he hears it from somebody else is when somebody's talking about, and it might be choices that they made or something that happened to them that's a horrible experience, but God doesn't waste bad past experiences. That's right. That's right. And so when he uses those, not just to, not just when he heals them in you, but then when he takes them and allows you to help other people heal and grow closer mm-hmm. to him, like that's just astounding to me. Yeah, and I think this this one can be in conjunction with the previous one with the puzzle pieces because you can look back over your life at these stepping stones or pieces and go, man, th- there's a blemish when I look back in my life. But because of what God is doing and has done, yeah. now you can look back and go, okay, that was a dark moment, but God has redeemed that because out of that moment, some beauty has happened. Right, and and... One of those things, like, I don't know why this one just came to mind, because I think, like, one of, the, one of the books I've had in my head, like, hey, I'm going to write this, is one called Unforgivable Sin. Mm. And it's literally, like, those those failings as a person mm. that we culturally just write people off as. Like, now that person is labeled as this. Mm. But when I see somebody who God has redeemed from that, like, from one of those, quote-unquote, unforgivable sins, that's just one of those, okay, side note, that we'll, we'll publish that book in a few months. <laughs> Last one is this. <clears throat> when you go through chaos, but you have unexplainable peace. Mm-hmm. Like when everything is falling apart and you just have this unexplainable warmth, trust, peace that comes from God. And there's one instance in my life I can think back. I was I was in a situation, somebody had been taken to the hospital, a close friend, um, didn't end well, they passed away. But as soon as I was told that they passed away, there was this this overwhelming instinct to th- thank God, mm-hmm. like like to mm-hmm. praise Him, that to this day, that's one of those moments that stands out about like, okay, that was one of those moments where life was horrible and God was just pouring out peace yeah. and grace on me. Right. And so with that, we're going to just kind of close down here and be done with this, but we want you to take some time today and really think through the big and the small moments of how God has used in your life. Because we want you to be ready. We want you to have those moments where you're talking to somebody and the Holy Spirit prompts you. And that's what we're praying is that this week, the Holy Spirit gives you the opportunity that God prompts you to share a part of what he has done in your life as you share your testimony. We'll see you next week. Once again, if you have any questions, comments, you just want to give us some input or some ideas, you can send those to matt at richfork.com or justin at richfork.com. Thanks for listening and we will see you next week.